2: You are Locked On Kings,
0: your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast
3: Network, your team every day.
0: As the final two seconds have elapsed, the Kings get the win, 116-92. to So Sacramento improves their record to 9-15. The Lakers have now lost seven consecutive games after they were 10-10 and on the year.
3: Well, that was a weird night at Golden 1 Center Monday night, and the Kings return home for a one-game stopover against the Lakers, took care of business, got their ninth win of the year, and a huge second half as Sacramento gets the win, 116-92. Here we are on another edition of Locked on Kings. I'm your host, Jason Ross, here with you each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Locked on Network. And... Uh, A lot to get to today on our podcast to look back at the Monday victory for Sacramento. We'll have audio sound from, we'll have audio from the coach, a couple players, a little game recap, my analysis, all that, and much more coming up on today's podcast. So 116-92 was the final as Sacramento got the victory, and it was really a strange night. We'll explain all the way through. You already heard the highlight there of the final call, but let's give you a little audio recap of how it went for the kings against the lakers
0: flips it out to omri had a wide open three drives and kicks here's an even wider open three and darren hallison it's amazing what the extra pass can do and i think luke walton just got teed up i see him out on the floor over the shoulder of aaron smith luke is real he's about to be ejected see ya wouldn't want to be ya he's gone Cousins throws back inside, trying to go to Rudy Gay. Deflected by the Lakers, grabbed by Caspi. Touch, bounce pass goes to Rudy Gay for the jam. Terrific job by Omri Caspi. Let that ball zip. That ball barely touched his hand. Pass in the paint, broken up by Willie Cauley Stein. Grabbed by Caspi, feeds it ahead to Lawson. Lawson shovels it further. Temple to the rack. Temple with a twist. Temple with a score to beat the buzzer to end the first quarter. Russell dribbles it off his foot. It's grabbed by Collison. Collison with a drop pass to Casby. Two-hand jam and he's fouled. Boy, Timofei Mozgov is not happy about something. Apparently with his one of his teammates, he is barking and now a technical foul has just been called by the rookie official. See if the Kings can extend the lead here as Cousins now isolated against Mozgov. Edges toward the edge of the paint, quick spin, got him beat, goes up and under, reverse. He's fouled and he's got the bucket. That aspect of this Marcus Cousins big man game may be the most impressive part of his game. The quickness, the good footwork, and we've seen that countless times this season. And that time he froze Mazgoff with a quick spin, got under. Neath the basket for the reverse, and now the foul opportunity and a chance for a 10-point Sacramento lead. Here's Darren Collison straight away. He frees up. He'll try for three. He scores the three. Well, they were struggling to make three-point shots in the first half. Now, suddenly, they're flirting with 50% from downtown. They're 8 of 17. They've missed only one of 14 field goal attempts in this third quarter and have scored 35 points. Collison enters the Cousins. Ball knocked out of his hands. Nice poke away by Julius Randle. But here's a backcourt steal by Ty Lawson. He throws it ahead to Garrett Temple. He shoots for three. He scores the three. The lead is back up to 20 at 102 to 82. The Kings, after a cold first half from downtown, are now 10 of 21 on the night.
3: Well, those were the calls from the G-man, Gary Gerald, Monday night at Golden One Center and the Kings' victory. I'm going to give you a little breakdown of how it played out first quarter for Sacramento uh, the Kings shot the ball so well in the opening quarter. One of the notes of that opening quarter, though, Sacramento got an injury. Ben McLemore, who started again, was injured in that quarter, kind of got a thigh contusion trying to come off a screen against Timothy Mozgov, went knee on thigh. And so Ben McLemore only played the first four minutes and 25 seconds, was helped off the court. with He walked a little bit but had some assistance and then went right into the Kings locker room to not return, did not return again after that. Then the other interesting part, uh, with four minutes, 15 seconds left in the first quarter, you heard the highlight there, Collison hit a corner three just seconds before that, an incident in which DeMarcus Cousins and Julius Randle got tangled up. Now, let's remember what happened the last time these two teams played. Game ended, Cousins kind of got into the Lakers' uh, congratulations huddle, you know, shaking hands and stuff like that right when the game ended and he and Randall, two Kentucky guys kind of went at it a little bit. No no punches or anything like that, but a lot of a little bit of a verbal altercation. Well, in this situation, and those two went after each other quite a bit tonight, but in, or in the game on Monday night, but what happened was you had DeMarcus and Randall getting tangled up, and to me, I didn't see it live. We saw them both on the floor, but I saw it at halftime, saw the video of what happened. And DeMarcus literally just pulled him down and it was something that drove Luke Walton crazy I mean he was livid yelled at the refs got the one technical stayed on the court refused to go back to his coaching box and to the sideline got a second one and so he got an early shower and then coach Shaw took over from there but that was a theme of the night for the Lakers technical fouls they had six of them Walton had the two also Randall got one there Russell got one in the third coach Shaw then got one in the third and Lou Williams got one DeMarcus also received a technical. We'll talk more about that coming up here on the podcast. But that was basically what the first quarter looked like, and Sacramento was up by 7, 31-24. Things are feeling pretty good for the Sacramento Kings. Then, as the Kings tend to do, they have a bad second quarter. And in this, they were up 11 at one point early in the second quarter to down 9 by halftime. So again, another dramatic swing, 20-point swing in that second quarter. The Lakers went in the penalty early because the Kings were too foul prone, and the Lakers took advantage of that. The Kings actually led 41-39 when uh, the Lakers went into the penalty, and from that point on, they really got hot and took advantage of it. Rudy got injured in the quarter, a right hip flexor. He did not return, so things weren't looking good for the Sacramento Kings. Down by nine at half, two of their starters out. Matt Barnes was not suited up for the game, so it was suddenly becoming a very, very thin bench. Then came the third quarter, and what a turning quarter for the Sacramento Kings, and this quarter was absolutely amazing, just breathtaking to be honest with you. The Kings started 14 of 15, only missed one of their first 15 shots, ended the quarter 14 of 19, so they missed their last four, but they got off to a 32-8 start. Uh, scored 25 points in the first six minutes after scoring just 18 in the third quarter. And Temple and Caspi started that third quarter, and the ball movement was great. And it's got a lot of open shots, knocked them down. Also, it was nice holding the Lakers to just 18. And so the Kings had a huge, huge lead. Excuse me, holding the Lakers to 13. So a 39-13 to 13 quarter, Kings were just absolutely rolling. And then the fourth quarter, uh, the Kings... Even did a better job of extending on the lead and making it a comfortable game. Kings were up 17 at the uh, third quarter break and then the fourth quarter. A couple of times it got to as close as 12. Lakers made it 94-82, but then Sacramento finished strong and wins this one comfortably. 116-92. to And if you look back on it, so many of the things that went right for the Kings, plus 38 points in the paint. Second half outscoring the Lakers 67 to 34. 64% shooting in the second half for the Kings. And this has been a team that's been having trouble making shots. They matched their season best shooting 56%, hit the three pointers, hit 10, and just go down the line. Demarcus, 31 points, 16 rebounds, 5 assists. Collison had 20. Temple was 16. Caspi with 13. Kufis with 10. And all in all, a really good night for the Kings. The Lakers were led by D'Angelo Russell, 17. Luol Deng had 16, 15 for Clarkson, 14 for Lou Williams. Kings did an awesome job on Julius Randle, who's their fourth leading scorer. He scored just two points and went one of seven from the floor. So a lot of good things for the Sacramento Kings in their victory, 116-92. And now let's get a little audio a recap from the players in this one immediately following the game here's garrett temple with katie christensen talk
4: about the injuries and what you guys had to do yeah uh next man up you know uh hopefully ben is okay hopefully is okay but you know i've been playing a good amount of minutes as of late at the two anyway so it was just another game um you know but armory stepped up aaron came in and gave us some good minutes um, you know after not playing for a, for a good little while so it was just next man up and we the biggest thing we moved the ball offensively and played together
3: recently guys that haven't seen the court for a few games in a row coming in contributing but you guys put together uh, your best quarter of the season in the third quarter 39 points you outscored them 39 to 13. What was the message in the locker room at halftime?
4: Uh, You know really just defend not turn the ball over Um, take shots when we have them and I think we did a great job of executing offensively really playing off of each other Um, you know playing you know the passing game moving without the ball and we shared the basketball and it, it really helped us. This is a difficult month in terms of how long you guys are on the road. You guys come home you're just a game at a time that you're here. What does a win like tonight do before you head out again for a three game trip? It gives us a little uh, a little momentum. Uh, we understand that these this guys, these guys beat us last time, a uh, talented group. Um, you know but we played the way we played offensively and holding in the 92 points. Um, You know, it shows that we can play the right way. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get some wins on a road trip. All right. Thanks for your
2: time, Garrett.
3: Well, Temple was really good. He was put into a spot where he had to play a bunch of minutes in the second half. Coach likes him off the bench. It will be interesting to see what the Kings might do to start the trip against Houston on Wednesday because I know he likes Temple off the bench. Aflalo's kind of been the forgotten man as of late. So if Ben McLemore's still hurt, does he just go right back to Aflalo as the starter, knowing that he's going to play Temple a lot? Or will they start Garrett Temple? But I think Temple's value against Houston will be extremely important because he's going to have to guard James Harden a lot. And the Kings, I would say, did a decent job on him the first time they played. Now, remember, the Rockets took 50 three-pointers, and a lot of guys got comfortable. But we'll see what uh, Temple's role will be Wednesday against Houston. All right, next up, Costa Kufis, who was very good in the game as well. Got more run, thirty almost 32 minutes Scored 10 points and seven rebounds for Costa, and here he was with the media after the game.
1: You know, we just, you know, learn from our mistakes from the previous games, and the only thing we do is look for them now and forward.
3: How weird was the flow
1: of this game, just in terms of kind of the injuries and the, and the technicals? <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, with us, you know, we just wanted to play as streamlined as possible. Uh, you know, we had some, you know, big players go out, and, uh, you know, the guys stepped up, and that was big for us tonight. You know, a lot of guys did their roles correctly, and that's the biggest thing. You You know, we have some winnable games coming up. You know, they're tough teams, but you know, if we continue to play like we did tonight, you know, hopefully the momentum carries.
0: What did that third quarter? What did you see
1: that just let you guys break open? Uh, You know, just we were distributing the ball more, screening, you know, running more, you know, more flow and. uh, we had some good flow and it was good. You know, everybody got to touch the ball a little bit and uh, that was important. How does that
0: happen? How does,
1: that happen? How, how does it happen when you set screens and then you No, oh, yeah, like I said, you know, the guy stepped up and has the biggest thing. You know, GT, you know, played big for us tonight. OC did a hell of a job, heck of a job, sorry. Uh, no, everybody. Like I said, everybody did their did their part. Go back.
4: You and Cousins starting lineup. Cousins is five. Is that more the Lakers or you? Yeah. You have more than you have
1: any other. So now it's It's what it is. No, it depends, you know, it depending on what team we play. You know, the you know the roles will change a little bit, but you know, it's it's just you know be ready at any time your your, your numbers qualify.
3: Yeah, Costa also joined the G Man uh, post game on the radio side and kind of shared some of those same thoughts. Moving the ball, sharing the ball was important. Kings, here's, you know, there were plenty of things the Kings could have done better 22 turnovers. That's got to get cleaned up. Kings did not shoot free throws well at all 12 of 21, 57%, but did have 23 assists. So Costa was talking about the ball moving and touching everybody and getting the ball, you know, Doug Christie, I've heard him say this a lot, but the ball has energy and get everybody feeling that energy and moving it around. And uh, it can get contagious, and it certainly felt that way Monday night for the Kings over the Lakers. And uh, finally, another audio uh, treat for you here. Let's hear from the coach, Dave Yeager, with the media after the game.
2: You know, we took took some hits there uh, with a couple guys going down. Uh, Ben's got uh, what appears to be you know a thigh bruise, um, and Rudy uh, a little bit of a hip flexor. So uh, we'll find out more tomorrow and be able to talk about that tomorrow more tomorrow. But as far as the game goes they uh, they ran it back on us pretty good i thought we started out uh slow then we got we had made our run uh but we didn't uh, it was a shooting game in the first in the first half uh they meant 8 for 13 uh from 3 we were 3 for 12 uh and we had missed like five free throws i think in the first in the first half also we had 10 turnovers and gave up 10 offensive rebounds so uh, we, I thought, you know, the guys uh, grabbed each other and, and uh, came out and played with a lot of energy against the team playing the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, got into their legs a little bit, got active uh, defensively, got some deflections, and, and then I thought we shot the ball much better in the second half. So, uh, you know, it's a real credit to our guys. I thought, the, just said, you know, Costa Kufas probably been the best game I've seen him play this year. Uh, what he did in the pick and rolls against their their guards, uh, their four guards are hard to guard. Clarkson and Williams. Um, and d'angelo russell and and nick young and uh, he was a big big reason that you know the pick and roll what did not hurt us as badly tonight as it, as it has in the past so uh but then you know darren and, and demarcus made a lot of shots and uh make omri played fantastic you know what happens when guys go down and you only have a certain number of guys everybody knows they're going to play everybody's excited and you just wrap each other up and and uh try to help each other uh, I Uh has got 39, 39 points in that What did you say that half time you though to get that whole
4: thing turned around I think
2: the month maybe to sixteen points of that Yeah, I mean he just found he just found a rhythm he saw his first one go in and um, and then once we, we had them spread out a little bit, I thought he got to the basket pretty well, you know, and uh, you know, making shots makes the whole world go round. It's a lot it's a lot uh, not as much coaching involved when the ball goes in. I
1: mean, the amount of technicals and just what kind of up and down it was in that sense. But do you think there's something extra
2: out of it one of the in the second half? You know, I, I thought of that during the game. I thought, you know, this is, you know, being pretty resilient. You know, the, the thing at Utah was tough. I thought they fought, you know, and I thought the travel maybe got us, you know, at the end and we couldn't make a shot. Uh, we took a hit tonight and it, it would have been easy to say, you know, here we go again, we've been down a couple of guys, we're not making our shots. And it's just a matter of time before Nick Young goes crazy and Lou Williams hits like seven more threes, and you can let it, you know. and so i was uh, I was proud of our resilience The guys grabbed each other and, and hung together. Now, uh, tomorrow I'll know I'll know a lot more tomorrow. So on to the next one. I'm a pretty even keeled guy. I don't get too high or too low, so I try not to let them get that way, you know.
4: one market
2: up I Yeah, unfortunately, I think, you know, uh, I think the last three or the last three out of four have been double technicals. You know, they're not altercations with the referee. They're tangled up. And, and so you hope that You know, Lee looks at a couple of them and can rescind a couple. And, you know, I don't know what the limit. Fifteen? Sixteen is the suspension.
3: All right, so a couple things the coach said there that I want to bring up and kind of respond to. One, he's talking about Cousins who did get the technical, the double technical, him and Coach Shaw. It's his ninth. So he's past the halfway point. You get 16 and you're suspended. Kings have only played 25 games. Or not even 25 games. That was their 24th game Monday night. So he's way ahead of the... Schedule, Not the good kind of schedule here. And that's the problem. Cousins not only has the reputation of getting technicals, but a lot of them, as Coach said, have been the double technicals. And I almost feel that's an easy way out for officials, not trying to give a technical on one guy over another, saying, oh, we'll just give them both a technical. No one benefits as far as points in the game, but it does count against Cousins in the overall uh, meter there, the scale that he has. So Cousins is going to have to watch that. He's going to have to go on a stretch of about 10 games without getting a technical just to to get closer to maybe even more than that, 15, 20 games. And he's shown that ability once or twice in his career, but he's he's prone to get technical. So he's going to have to work on that if he's going to want to stay on the floor. The other thing the coach talked about, and I think w- was maybe my biggest takeaway from this game, and that is this. I, I told you on the last podcast that You know, Over the weekend, the Kings played the Knicks. There were some expectations to win that game. They didn't. Then they go to Utah, and honestly, I had zero expectations for them to win the game. But then you play the game, and the Kings have every opportunity to win the game. You get to the fourth quarter, and early fourth, you're down three points, and you lose by 20. And getting that sense of what people were saying on social media, some of the emails I got, talking to the people at the arena Monday night before the game, I just felt like the Kings were bordering now on on not rock bottom, but just a low point, a low point in confidence in this team and confidence in the organization. People weren't liking the way they were playing, the results, and just what was it going to look like even if they got a win tonight or for a while. Just Is this going to be the team that they're going to be, just a, a team that's not awful, not good enough to make the playoffs, but just kind of a team that... I don't want to say lacks direction because that it, that's not my point, but just lacks um, an opportunity to make the playoffs, but also lacks an opportunity to go as the worst team in the league. They're they're neither one of those, and and I don't know what they're closer to getting towards. And so, but it, uh, the point being is everybody was down on the team. Clearly, fans uh, were frustrated. Players uh, couldn't be thrilled with the way they've been playing, and then. If you take the scenario the Kings were in on Monday night, they have the awful second quarter. They go into halftime down by nine to a Laker team that had lost six in a row that has been worse than you the last couple of years. If you remember where the Lakers were at this point a year ago, they were 4-22 and 22 through 26 games. This year, 10-16, and 16, but at one point they were 10-10. and 10. Now they're 10-17. and 17. The Kings hand them their seventh consecutive loss. But you're down to them at halftime. Your Two of your starters are out. Ben McLemore starts lately. But Rudy Gay your second best player. And they're not going to play the rest of the game. And you're down nine to a Laker team that I don't think they're better than the Kings. But they were playing better than the Kings in the first half. And then to follow that, you're going on the road for a difficult three-game road trip. So you're getting to a spot where you could com- be completely buried in the season. And that spot still may come but the longer you put that off you you know you get fans believing in you you maybe build some confidence on the team maybe you get a few breaks here and there maybe another team gets an injury or two and all of a sudden you're rolling but the irony of this is we were talking in the pregame about off air about stuff where man the kings have not played well and they are 100% healthy bam then two injuries happen during the game but i just thought that was that said something about the team they're down 9 and half They've got excuses to not come out and play well if they didn't want to with two starters out, and they did the exact opposite and played their best quarter of basketball, responded, next man up philosophy, as you heard Garrett Temple earlier with Katie, and they did that, and they did that well, and they excelled, and then they put no doubt in this game, took advantage of a Laker team that seemed to be a little bit in disarray. So that was important. The Kings needed to do that, and good for them for doing it. But So what could have been, could have been total disaster – And then the other little thing I just want to bring up, and I mentioned it briefly earlier, but I think the organization has been a little bit strange. I, I have to be honest here in how they've handled the thing with Matt Barnes. And I don't know the right way to do this, but Coach Yeager said Friday when the Kings were playing the Knicks, it was just scheduled rest for Matt Barnes. That's why he was out. Okay. Well, he played the next night in Utah and then doesn't play Monday night against the Lakers. There was no scheduled rest, at least announced amongst the media, not that the coach has to say it. Matt Barnes was in street clothes. And I don't know if this was a situation not to play him at home, but I would imagine he'd play all three games on the road. Coach referenced, well, he's 36. You know, he's an older player. I want to give him some rest. This is something common. He hadn't rested at all. He played with injured ribs early in the season, and then now he's going to get scheduled rest. So I don't know if this is something they're they're trying to get more information on what's going on with with the situation in New York and that's entirely okay. But I just feel like they've been a little bit odd in how they've handled this and not consistent with I don't know the way they've handled other players at times. So we'll see how it all goes and it almost burned them to be honest with you on the injuries to Rudy, the injuries to Ben McLemore. They could have used Matt Barnes. He didn't play. I would expect him to play Wednesday in Houston. But a strange night with seven technicals, six by the Lakers. Uh, The Kings at one point built an 11-point first half lead, trailed by nine at halftime, then built a 24-point lead, and that's what they end up winning by 116-92. to All in all, strange night, but a good night for the Kings to get a home win, and then now they get ready to start this road trip, and we'll we'll talk more about that coming up in tomorrow's podcast. But uh, for now, the Kings kind of silenced the The momentum, the negative momentum, even if it's for a night, but they needed to. No matter what happened, they needed to find a way to beat the Lakers, and they did. So that's it for today's edition of Locked on Kings. We thank you for listening. Tell everyone out there that we're here. Uh, Please, if you can, leave us ratings and reviews, I should say, on iTunes. If you subscribe there, thank you. Um, Give us comments. That just improves our status amongst listeners and kind of boosts us up. If you could do that, that would be a great favor to me. Um, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, the other places you can find us. And then please keep sending some great questions. I got a really good one I'm anxious for on Friday. Um, a tough one to answer. I'm having to do a little research on it. But um, keep sending those questions at Jason Ross 1140 on Twitter. Longer versions on email jason.ross at CBS Thanks again so much for listening to this edition of Locked On Case.
2: You
0: are Locked On
2: Kings,
3: your
0: daily Sacramento Kings podcast.
3: Part of the Locked Something On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Bears heavy on my mind, then I look
0: at you, and the world's all right with me. Just one look at you, and I know it's gone.